pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. John Mishota joining us here on the Blitz. He's Joe, I'm Jason. John is on the Buyer's Barricades guest line. I don't know what's more interesting, John. Uh, Cowboys-Giants on Sunday are trying to figure out what's going to happen with Michigan football. Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, that one, I have a lot of friends uh, that are Michigan Wolverine fans, so that one kind of hits home a little bit closer for me. Uh, I'm kind of laughing at all of this as not a fan of the program. Um, I will say that's more, <laughs> far more entertaining than I think this Cowboys game will be, though. Yeah, certainly far more entertaining. And, and look, I mean, Stephen Jones told us yesterday, uh, don't call it a cakewalk game, and Mike McCarthy and everybody's saying all the right things because they get paid over there too. I know they're saying all the right things, but but they are human. They beat them 40 to nothing at the beginning of the year, and the Giants are a far worse team today than they were then. How How is Mike McCarthy keeping the players motivated, and how soon do we see Cooper Rush on Sunday? Uh, I think I think that he's got a lot of experience, Mike McCarthy does, in, in these situations just because, uh, again, uh, I'm originally from uh, Michigan, and uh, there was a lot of years there he was a Green Bay Packers coach, and they had to play the Detroit Lions a lot, so, quite often on Thanksgiving, and they were, the, they were big favorites. And so uh, I think he's keeping them motivated by the fact that they're coming off of a loss. This is a division game. And they need to take care of business and keep winning because, and he's going to keep have to keep that message going because it's not just this Giants game. It's then next week against Carolina. That's probably the worst team in the NFL. And so, um, I will say this. I mean, I do think he's done a, a good job of, of keeping the team motivated for the most part since he's been their head coach. And, and, and really, the biggest thing for me with Mike McCarthy is how he has taken care of business at home. I mean, that first year during the pandemic year. You know, really not a ton of fans in the stands at AT&T, and they go four and four there. Following year, they go five and three at home. They're eight and one last year. Now they're on eleven game winning streak at home. The three home games this year haven't been close. And I mean, you guys have been there. It's not like it's this. It's because of the environment. It's not because AT&T Stadium is just so daunting on opposing teams. Uh, I, I I wouldn't even put it as one of the top ten toughest atmospheres to win in. But they have found a way to make it a, a significant home field advantage for this team. And, because of that, even if there is a hiccup or two early, I just I, I just really see the Cowboys taking care of business. And, and, yeah, Cooper Rush probably playing all of the fourth quarter and maybe more. I would imagine so. I mean, that line continues to go up from Vegas. I mean, I saw 17-and-a-half today, which is the biggest line of the season for any NFL team, which is just unbelievable to me. When you look at this game, though, John, obviously you don't want any injuries. That That's a concern. You don't want anything like that to happen. But I look at it, too, for the Cowboys maybe to work on something, like, say, perhaps their run game. <laughs> maybe they could try to do that, try to establish that and get get Tony Pollard in some sort of a rhythm no no question i mean this is a run defense that new york has that's uh, night and day compared to the eagles run defense so if there was a 
an aspect of this team that you'd like to see them get going in this game, it certainly would be the run game. Uh, I don't think Tony Pollard's had a rushing touchdown since that opener. Uh, you know, uh, we had, I think had two touchdowns against New York earlier in the season. So no question that is that is if you can pick one thing. Number one on, on the list, I would say, would be to, to get some success that you can build off in the run game. And then number two for me, actually my next two things are both on the defensive side of the ball. One is getting Mozzie Smith a ton of snaps, maybe building up some confidence with him. And then the other one would be uh, getting some reps for that for that number four corner spot. Because, you know, you, you know what you got in Deron Bland and Jordan Lewis and Stephon Gilmore. But if one of them were to go down, that's when you get into Noah Igbenogany, that's when you get into Sean Wright. Uh, I think they would like to see both of those guys get some reps as well in this game. You know, you look at, John, the, the, the Cowboys offense, and this does, I mean, they played well last week, extremely well in a loss to Philadelphia, and Dak played so well, uh, the next day it wasn't all his fault, even though he stepped out of bounds on that two-point <laughs> conversion. I mean, it was, it was just a good football game, and, and somebody wins and somebody loses. And so I don't want to call it a get-right game for this offense, but could Mike McCarthy and, and Schottenheimer be looking at it that way, whether it's the run game, maybe this is a game where you probably have a little bit more time so you can get some deep shots to Brandon Cooks, get some confidence back with Michael Gallup. Like, could they be the number one targeted guy and not C.D. Lamb? Yeah, it could be. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Brandon Cooks doesn't get, you know, let's say, I'm not going to say he gets 10 targets, but let's say he gets like seven or eight. That wouldn't that would not surprise me at all. Um I think they do, though, still want to continue building with the young tight ends. You know, I mean, Jake Ferguson and that rapport he has with Dak Prescott has grown throughout the season, uh, and it's getting to the spot where, where they were really hoping it would. Um, but I think you can even grow there as well. Um, and, hey, if, if they're going to leave CD open, I mean, there's nothing wrong with throwing a CD lamb either. We're just the tear he is on how well he's been playing. But, yeah, no, uh, Brandon Cooks for sure, but then Jalen Tolbert would be next in line for me because – you know, he had he had some really nice plays in that Eagles game that, uh, that it was kind of the stuff that you saw during training camp that you're like, you know, let's see this on the field, especially in a tough road environment, probably the toughest road environment they'll play in this season. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously the coach and, and front office members and players can't talk about that. But, yeah, from our perspective, this absolutely should be a game where they're looking at, hey, let's let's try and get some of these other guys going. I mean, the last thing you want is for this to be some tight game in the fourth quarter. Nah, no question about that. John, I want to go back to, to last week, though. Um, and, and Jason kind of mentioned it. You know, Dak Prescott had a great game. Obviously, you know, unfortunate that he stepped out of bounds and, and some of the things they couldn't score there at the end. But when you look at that game, and the Cowboys have played the Eagles well uh, over the years, especially in the Dak Prescott uh, era. But was that game, and I know there's no moral victories, but having played Philadelphia that way, did that do anything for the Cowboys' confidence at all? I think it could have. Well, we won't know until we see a little bit more of this season unfold. But I'll tell you this, you know, my, I'm my 13th year covering the team. That is one of the most memorable post-game locker rooms I've ever been in just because it was a loss but it really didn't feel like a loss with the way the players were talking and the way they carried themselves. They weren't celebrating. It wasn't anything like that, but it just wasn't a, like the typical locker room after a loss. And it made me think maybe this is something that they're building on. Maybe because they're, they've, they've really since the San Francisco game started opening some things up in the offense, allowing Dak to move more, kind of found something there. You already know what the defense is. So if all of a sudden you can find that thing that helps the offense click and it just keeps heading in the right direction from here, 
then maybe you look back at that game and it's not that big of a deal. Um, I do think, and I've thought all season, that they will beat the Eagles when they come to AT&T Stadium. The problem is, though, is will the Eagles lose another couple games to where that one will really matter? Um, or will we look back at that game in Philadelphia and go, yeah, it was a close race, but that's the one that won the division for the Eagles. So uh, as it sits right now, I, I think it has the chance to be, yeah, it's a loss, but you know there was, there was some positives you can take from it. Um, but then all of a sudden, if we're sitting there late, late December and it ends up they, they're going to finish a game back, then, of course, you're going to look back to particularly those last 30 seconds of when, let's be honest, I mean, it was there for them to win that game and steal yep. it. Well, it really was, and I find it interesting hearing what you were saying, what that locker room was like, because I would think that would be, I don't know, a little more devastating that, you know, yeah, you showed you could stay toe-to-toe with them, unlike in San Francisco, and for Micah, this would be the game where you say, yeah, we beat ourselves, because, you know, they did. I would think that would be a little bit more demoralizing, but they did prove to themselves that they can't hang with Philadelphia. John Mashota from The Athletic joining us here on The Blitz. The Giants coming up on Sunday with um, Tommy DeVito. What does that dude actually bring to the table for this Giants offense? I, th- I would say the, the biggest thing that he brings is that there's not a lot of tape on him. I would say that would be your biggest positive <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Giants fan um, because there's not a lot that, let's be honest, that, that if, if you have this Dallas Cowboys defensive front, I don't see where they would be really too nervous uh, about you know Tommy DeVito cutting them up you know I mean if anything this could be a game where potentially you don't have to play Micah as much and and you get a guy like Sam Williams going who's wanted more opportunities and he's obviously when he's given more opportunities he usually makes a play here or there so um, there's not a lot there that could have them rattled whether it's Tommy DeVito whether it's uh, Matt Barkley um, really to be honest with you even if Daniel Jones was healthy there's just not a lot on, on that offense that would really worry you if you were the Dallas Cowboys so um, you know, I guess the Cowboys could come out uh, a little sluggish like they did against the Cardinals, but frankly, I can't see him even having a game the way Joshua Dobbs did for the Cardinals, and that was such a key piece for them. And obviously you see the way Dobbs played for the Vikings last week. So um, if, if, if you tell me Tommy DeVito is going to have a good game, to me it's more about why did the Cowboys take him so lightly than just him taking his game to the next level. I can't even imagine. And, and I know, you know, we're just Cowboy fans cocky, but it's like, I, I just, I see no scenario. Even if Dak Prescott threw three interceptions and Pollard fumbled the ball, I, I just don't see the Cowboys any way, shape, or form losing this football game. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could point to is just, I mean, I do think that you see the cream rising to the top. I think you see separation in the NFC, where when I say that, I mean, the Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, I'll throw the Lions and maybe even Seattle in there, and then the rest of the group. Um, but when you say that, there's also you, you factor in that the Niners have not won a game since they beat the Cowboys 41-10. to 10. That is just so strange to me that that would have happened. No way would have you been able to convince me that was even possible after that 41-10 beatdown of the Cowboys. I thought the Niners might as well just coast right into the, you know, playing in the Super Bowl. And so there is a sense that, you know, hey, it is any given Sunday, but I just think with the trades that have been made, uh, Daniel Jones being injured, some of the injuries, other injuries on, on that Giants team, just how bad things have been for them all this season, I, I just don't see at this point in, in the year where they're going to have enough fight in them and enough talent on, on, on that roster to beat this Dallas Cowboys team that has played their best football at home. 
I almost want to say score prediction, but that's not even fair. I think the Cowboys <laughs> could pick their margin of victory on Sunday. The question is, how long does Mike McCarthy leave Dak and that offense out there? And like you said, backup defenders getting some playing time, which you know makes me nervous about any kind of line that is just that big in the NFL. It's going to be an interesting one for sure, John. I always appreciate the time. Look forward to reading your coverage in The Athletic on Sunday. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Subscribe to The Athletic. Make sure you follow John on Twitter, at John Mashoda as he joins us on the Buyer's Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.